Ethical disclaimer. While Diana and I are psychologists, we aren't your psychologists. Reverse psychology, while hopefully fun and informative, is not a replacement for therapy. If you're interested in speaking with a therapist, please check out some of the links in our episode description. Also, Diane and I are both deeply passionate about psychology. Common with things you love, we may get frustrated, but at the end of the day, we hold sincere respect for psychology and psychologists. Now, on with the show. Do you have to go pee-pee before we start? No. You sure? Yeah, you I'm sure. I, try? I, I'm not a child. Don't ask me to try. Like, we're getting ready to go on a long car ride. Okay. If I, ha- I don't have to go right now. If I have to go in 10 or 15 minutes, I'll excuse myself like an adult. Because you're standing there holding the front of your pants. And so I think you might have to go. It's River Psychology. Hey. We're back this week. Welcome back. We're back. I'm Dr. Diana. I'm Dr. Mike. I didn't finish. I usually say, I'm Dr. Diana. I'm a licensed psychologist. Yep. And every time you have to look at your notes. <laughs> to pull out my license to remind myself. Okay. Licensed psychologist. Again, PhD in school psychology and a board certified behavior analyst. Cool. Uh-huh. What are you? I'm Dr. Mike. I'm... Um... <laughs> I'm a clinical psychologist and an, just an enthusiast of stuff. Hey, Nothing. what's up? I caught this, your illness. I know. I was sick last week. Mike had to cut a lot of my sniffles out. I know. They were adorable. This episode is brought to you by a listener request. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, for real? Yeah. It's maybe the first time we've ever listened to anyone's feedback. <laughs> Even though I say all the time. Also, that we're getting some shirts. Yeah, we, don't we, should, have those. we should get back on that journey. Yeah, we promised a lot of shirts. I know. Well, f- first thing I'm going to do is today I'm going to purchase the equipment to have more mics. It's saying that for years. I'm going to schedule a guest. Okay. That's my goal for today. That's my smart goal for today. Did you cover all the S, M, A, R, and T with that? Specific? Mm-hmm. Measurable? If it's purchased, I can measure how much money's out of my bank account. Agreed upon. I just agreed to it. Y'all heard me. I think it's realistic. Did I agree, though? I think you challenged me. Okay. Realistic? Reta- retaliate. And T. Time sensitive. I have until midnight. Okay. I have eight hours. No, I like that you defined that for yourself. Thank you. Nice job. All right. Will you talk? I'm going to do that right now. You're what? You're going to do what? My sparkle. But you can't act it out. You have eight more hours. Yeah, but it takes a long time. Well, you're also going to steak dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. We are going to eat steak. Probably not. I don't like steak. Yeah, I know. When's the last time you sat down with like a hunk of meat? It's been a long time since me and a, just a hunky beefcake sat down. Yeah. Okay. Just the, I, yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm going to have a salad. I don't like when they jalapeno poppers. bring out the different cuts of meat that you could get. I don't like when they give you the bolt gun and you can go in the back and kill the cow yourself. I don't like that. Mm, you want to tan that hide? Yeah. What does that mean? Making leather. I did one time, but probably the best move I've ever had was at a Native American restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it, it took a long time, but we used every part of that cow. We made wind chimes, a belt, one quarter pound patty. One time I had a wind chime in a house I lived in. It was not That's made of cow. Okay. And um, it was just like a beautiful little chime chimey, chim chimey. Yep. yep. Got it. Chim chim true. Yeah. It was just like a nice little dink, dink, dink when the, it was, it was quiet. Is this is this your way of say. proposing to me that we get a wind chime? No, I I would love a wind chime, but I'll just carry on with this story. Oh, there's more to the yeah. story. 
Yeah. I thought you were just bragging about your wind chime. No. We so, get it. You have wind chime yeah, money. Yeah, it was nice. It was on the porch and my mom came over. The first thing she said when she walked up and she heard the beautiful little sound is she said, I bet that bothers your neighbors. Can you turn down those wind chimes? Okay. Okay. I love you. Bye. <laughs> uh, so what are you up what to? What else is new? I've been ill. I don't. I, I very rarely get ill. And so I got up. Time to get ill. What's the time? I got up. I watched you leave. Mm-hmm. And then I ate leftover pizza. I it was hate, amazing. I, I hate saying goodbye, but I, I love, love watching, watching you I love leave. watching you drive away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate saying goodbye, but I love when you leave. <laughs> That's why I just sit with my back to you as you're leaving. Should we go over like stuff from last week? That I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, I have three things I want to say. Okay. Three topics you want to talk about or just three no, statements? No, no, no. Three things I want to say about last week's episode. Okay. Don't the mini so the, the full Is this app. corrections, clarifications? Well, it's a lot of things. So I'll, I'll Re- tell you what regrets. it is before. Okay. Lots of regrets. Let me just say that. Okay. Front. I told you earlier in the week, but after I listened to it, I feel like I went full Michael Barbaro. I realize... And I actually, it's funny because if for those of you who don't know who Michael Barbaro is, he's a podcast host of The Daily, which is a great news podcast that comes out every day. So I heard him talk once about his interview style because he does like current events and interviews people and stuff. People comment a lot on whether or not he's saying "Mm mm-hmm or not just, you know, not saying anything, just silent. And he's like, I feel like I'm playing the role of the listener of the podcast. So I'm saying, "Mm mm-hmm, when people are talking, it's like a cue that everyone's listening. That's why I keep saying, yeah. But I am like really overdoing it. I fully recognize that. I said this like two weeks ago, but I came up with a plan for self-monitoring. So I'm not going to do it anymore. Or I'm going to do it minimally. Okay. If that's bothered you, sorry. What's your plan for self-monitoring? I'm just going to do it today. I don't have to tell you what my plan is. That's the beauty of self-monitoring. Mouth noise. That's an, yeah. I don't care about the mouth noise as much. Because I cut them out. Okay. Well, good for you. Mm -hmm. You'll always have a job. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Uh, That was a regret slash I'm fixing it. The next thing is you cut this out of the last episode. I noticed because I did eventually say that I know that hamantashen is for Purim. And yeah, I did. Did I cut that out? You did. So I was walking around all week feeling like people were thinking I was an idiot because I know it's not for Rosh Hashanah. You eat hamantashen for Purim. Okay. That's why it's the forgiveness cookie. I am going to cut that out again. Please don't. I won't. Okay. And then thirdly, uh, this is leading into... I like that you're just blasting yeah, these out. Yeah, no, I, I have a list and I'm checking it off. Is it, and this will lead into listener reviews if we have any. I don't know. Yeah, we have two. Mike's the keeper of that. This is not a listener review. This is a listener concern. And Go for it. that concern was about my health. This is from our friend Caroline. Oh, Friend IRL. And friend of the podcast, Caroline. Thank you for your text about how I should be concerned about lead poisoning and all the steps I should do to prevent myself from getting lead poisoning. So that's the beauty of this podcast is I say something and... And people get concerned. People get concerned and tell me about it. And people tell you... We get feedback about how to stay healthy. What other heavy metals to ingest to counteract the lead. Yeah. She also said that when you get lead poisoning, you can see it in your fingernails because it starts to come out in like white lines. That's your body getting rid of the lead. That I knew. Oh, well, okay. 
Mr. Knowing Things. It was some crime show. Do you think I have it? You have white lines on the top. That's just where my fingernails grow over my fingers. Why are your nails growing completely over your fingers like that? (laughs) All right. Okay. Moving on. What's the listener? What's the, what are we doing for listener reviews? Do I get to read one? There's one review and then there's one mention on Twitter. Oh, okay. Do I just but, get to read the mention? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> At Reverse Psychology. Thanks. <laughs> no, you could read the review and then I'll explain oh, the Oh, thank thing. you. Thank you. Okay. Reach for it. Got it. Thanks for leaning into that. No, you only have 5% of your phone left. I know. What? Wait. Uh, uh, four, eight, six. Don't read my passcode <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, who makes their birthday their password? Everyone. No. Now everyone knows when my birth month is. This is a review. This is by, I was going to say Thu, but that's the day. (laughs) It's Thursday. It came in on Thursday. It did. Thu Meeks. It's not Thu. It's just Meeks. M-I-E-C-K-S. It's Meek Mills. Who's that? He's a rapist. Oh, we have another famous listener. From Philadelphia. So great. Oh my gosh. This is such a good podcast. Doctors Diana and Mike are interesting, funny, and so knowledgeable. I trust them for information about psychology, and they're also just funny and entertaining and explain concepts and studies clearly. Thanks, Thu Meeks. Thank you, Meek Mills. <laughs> Congratulations on finally getting off of probation. That is so sweet. I like these reviews just fill my heart. With what? Sadness. <laughs> oh. With joy. Because we can't talk back to you. With joy. So this one is not a review. So much joy. But it is... It's a thing on Twitter. Okay. So Apple Podcasts, at the end of September, said, Happy International Podcast Day. Let's kick things off the right way by hearing who your favorite podcast hosts are. Mm. And one of our listeners, Sam, said, Mike and Diana. And then that she added reverse psychology. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Sam. Very sweet. And that I said, I love this. And then she hearted it. And then she hearted another one that we tweeted. Oh, we have like one tweet, though. We're at probably what you're very, I, I tweet very infrequently. Yeah, we have not. Our social media game is weak. Weak. It's very weak. Yeah. I'd say it's like it's weak, but like Facebook is top weak. No, from least to most weak. Facebook. Facebook is leastest. Snapchat. We don't have Snapchat. That's the weakest. <laughs> Facebook, and then we don't even have an Instagram. Nope. So it would be Twitter. <laughs> Those are the two. And then Instagram and Snapchat. Uh, well, Snapchat's at the very bottom because I'm never going to have that because mm-hmm. I'm over 30. TikTok? Oh, yeah. Our TikTok account is I need to find a way to up. use TikTok. I don't really even get it. I mean, I get it. I don't really want to use That's it. That's how we're going to get popular. Oh, yeah. On TikTok. <laughs> Probably. With uh, our 10-year-old listeners. Yeah. Well, then they'll eventually become adults. Good strategy. The office I work in doesn't have any cell phone reception, and so I can't easily update Twitter. I would have to like, go outside every time I wanted to tweet something. How do you update Facebook? I don't update while I'm at work. Uh, are you always at work during the day? Because I've seen you. Sometimes I go update. to use the bathroom at the Publix. Really? If I'm already there. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, Good it's talk. always terrible. Now it's been bathroom talk. Yeah, if I have to go after I'm done shopping, because I have all these groceries, oh, and I'm yeah. like... Do I Sorry. bring these groceries in the bathroom? You can't. There's always signs that say you can't. <laughs> no, you, if you already bought them, you can. You can't bring unpurchased goods into oh, the that's, bathroom. That's right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> What's the topic for today? What are we doing What's here? What's the topic? Topic. Okay. So I was like, at first, kind of like, what am I going to talk about with this topic? Because it was a listener request. And then I got really into it. So we're going to talk about adolescence. In general? 
I'm going to talk about various things within adolescence. So there's a lot of things that happen between the ages of, uh, some people say adolescence starts at 10. Some people start say it starts at 11. Some people say it starts at 12. When did you start puberty? Oh, so that's so interestingly. Oh, did I make a faux pas? No, no, no. You can ask me when I started puberty, but that's often what people think of when they think of adolescence. Like, when did you start puberty is when you started adolescence. So the two are always like... Synced up? Synced up. For example, women, girls start their menstruations between the ages of 10 and 16. That's like the average range. So like, you could be... It's a wide berth. It's huge. I mean, it's a lot. There's a lot of variants. Adolescence doesn't start when you start your period. That would be weird. It starts... No, it's more it's more chronological. Just for girls. All well, boys no, guys start have... puberty at the same time. All boys get their first erection <laughs> during third period math class in sixth grade. <laughs> Is that what you tell yourself to normalize your experience? Yeah, that's okay. what my dad told me. He was no, like, he he's like, don't talk to you about that. He's stuff. like, don't don't worry, young Doctor Mike. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone in that class had an erection. <laughs> Even the teacher. <laughs> Even the teacher was all boned up. <laughs> okay. We cannot keep this clean to save our lives. <laughs> oh, I love when he tickles himself so much. Okay. There's the idea of my dad consoling me by telling me everyone in the room. <laughs> all right, so anyways, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> yeah, we're done. That's it. Just wanted I, you to tell the story about your dad giving you My dad's never talked to me about erections. <laughs> I know. Waiting for, I'm going to ask him about it when he comes down for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dad, when when should I expect to start getting erections? <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah. Okay. So it depends on who you ask when you start adolescence. There's a constellation of, of things that happen during adolescence. Mm. And there's different developmental theories that approach adolescence differently. Okay. So. One. Well, who's the big guy? Jaws. <laughs> That's of movies. Okay. Who's, wait, wait, wait. No, no. Oh, who's the big guy of... Who's the Mr. Big Guy of Who's the Mr. Big of this? Yeah. Well, Freud is the Samantha and... Oh, no. I thought you meant Mr. Big, the artist. Oh, I was talking about... You know what I'm talking about? Mr. Big from... Come on over. Gonna be the one to yeah. hold you. He, I'm the one He wasn't even want. that big. I mean, he was a one-hit wonder. No, I mean, like, size-wise. Oh. I don't called, know like, why Mr. he was called Mr. Big. I was talking about... Wasn't there a Mr. Big in Sex and the City? Yeah, there was. Was it the same guy? No. Don't say it like that. <laughs> That's how. Yeah. So, who is the Mr. Big of development? Bronfenbrenner. No. Okay. But who is the person that you think of when you think of developmental psychology? I think about Anna Freud. I think about Erickson. Okay, that's one. I think about. I mean. Piaget. Yes, that's the big guy. I think about. That's big guy. That's big guy. Yeah, Piaget oh. is the Jaws of psychology. Developmental oh, psychology. Piaget is the Jaws, mm-hmm. and Erickson is the Mike Myers. Anna Freud is the Carrie. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about? It's like movies. a crossover episode of oh, Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. I get yeah. it. I thought and you that were talking has about been Stephen King. Loose tangents. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Stephen King book is Jaws. Yeah, I don't know. I know it didn't fit. I'm not saying it fit. All right, so Piaget, Piaget, Piaget. He's a big guy. He's the developmental psychologist. So uh, let me just give you a background. Okay, so he has a lot of um, developmental stages he talked about. He says that no one skips stages. Like you go through the stages reliably. You can't skip stairs. What he says too, well, and like recent research has said that like that is actually true. 
but at different cultures experience different stages at different time points. So it might be a range of like Piaget says, like adolescence starts at age 12 and other cultures that might be older or younger is basically the takeaway. Didn't he base all of these stages on his children? Yes. He has a small sample size of and two. he just like watched. He did no experiments. He was just justifying being unemployed. Um, He's like, oh, I can't work, honey. I'm watching the kids for my theory. Well, he, he has some tests that let you know if you're in. Oh, should we take stage. them? Well, okay, so I'll give it to you, but okay. let me tell you about it first. So at age 12, you enter the formal operational stage. 12. So that's the age end. Age 12. And that is the end. That's the last stage. Because that's when his kids got taken away by CPS. <laughs> no, 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 they didn't. Formal operations comes after concrete operations. Concrete operations is like when you are a kid who learns that things can be manipulated and maintain the same quantity, quality, quantity, quality. So like um, conservation is so a, like, like the, a big one. The vault, like you have... Yeah, volume. Water in a glass. Yeah. And then water in a different shaped glass and yeah. you pour it and you're like, is this the same amount of water? Exactly. Yeah. Magic. So like magic works worse at this stage. Well, it's just like the form, like they can follow logical rules in concrete operational. But in formal operational stage, the last stage, everything becomes theoretical. So it goes from concrete, which is like manipulatives to like, you can like play around with things and understand how things work to everything can take place in your head. So you can manipulate oh. objects in your head and like, understand how things work you like have these complex mathematical concepts you can understand mm -hmm. I, like theory becomes the, the pythagorean theorem mm -hmm. so you can like understand theory and theoretical concepts you develop a complex imagination it's like multifaceted you can also think in hypotheticals so what if ask your kid if they can answer a what if question then they're an adolescence i'm just what kidding if your That's bedroom was made of a trampoline yeah what if when i was a kid i would love to have a trampoline room my house do you ever like draw the cross section of a house and like fantasize yes. what would be in rooms like a blueprint kind yeah. of i used to love doing totally. that totally is that a weird is that a thing is that is a that developmental a... milestone we both hit i we we weirdly share a brain sometimes so it it wouldn't surprise me if it was just by round of applause how many of you have done that okay <laughs> teens or adolescents start to understand what is possible versus what is impossible like if i said um, to a kid, like, could we go to Saturn? No. They might be like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a kid. Yeah, if you asked an adolescent. I mean, I don't know. This is 2019, so people listening in the future don't laugh at us, but we couldn't yeah. go to Saturn. Those old jerks yeah. didn't realize we can go to Saturn. Idiots. Hop on my space motorcycle and get over there. <laughs> so let me give you a test. Okay. I'm going to warn you, mm -hmm. I'm very advanced for my age. So if you had a third eye, where would you put it on your body? If I had a third eye, I'd probably put it, I mean, for, oh, someone's coming up to our door. Sorry about that. A 29-year-old man came to the door asking if I can give a donation to his football team. <laughs> <laughs> and he offered to rake all the leaves in oh, our yard. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. We get a lot of that. I asked him if he had Venmo. He did not. Oh, it's always a bummer. Anyways, for aesthetic looks... Wait, I'm going to take that back. Well, I have an answer. My forehead. For utility, I probably put it on my hand. Then I can like move it around. Did you look that up? No. Okay, then you passed. I guess you're in adolescence. Why? What, what did I say that triggered that? Because one, one of the suggested answers is that you might put a third eye on your hand because it will be useful for seeing around corners. Oh, look at me. Mm-hmm. 
So if you are... Who has autism now, Dr. Brown? Okay. One of the differences between someone in concrete operational versus formal is that when you ask them where would they put a third eye, the concrete operational person will say just on their forehead, like not... My first answer. Yeah. Well, not think through it. Like, how what might this be useful? Like, hypothetically, how could I use this? Like, I might have probed for those kind of answers if you hadn't given it to me so I could test the limits of what you were mm-hmm. thinking. But kids who are in concrete operational can't think abstractly. Mm. So they wouldn't imagine an eye on another part of the body. Can't ima- they can't fathom yeah. your eye being anywhere else. Right. Exactly. So, so I gave you the test and you passed. You're cool. an adolescent. <laughs> Good. Do you want another test? Yeah, ask me another one. I'm just heating up. Well, actually, the other one requires a me to make something to give to you. So can't do that. Okay. Um, Pass that by default. Two for two. Okay, here's the other thing about Piaget and adolescence. This is like across different theorists. Adolescents are kind of jerks. Like that's a kind of a They're known thing. Yeah, they're egocentric. What do you mean by egocentric? That they... Isn't something where like they... They have a hard time to take other people's perspectives. Yeah. And so they think the world revolves around them and they're always on. It's hard to like fathom that someone else is going through something. And they have a imaginary audience at all times. So everything they do is really spotlight important. Yes. Yeah, spotlight effect. The personal fable. I think that's what you were talking about. What did you say? One. About that they believe that their thoughts, feelings and experiences are exclusively distinct. Yes. And everything is profound. And, and more everyone wants to listen to their more, poetry. Yeah. Everyone's exceptional. Their, their own thoughts and feelings are more exceptional or more terrible than mm-hmm. others. So it's just True. like this they're just drama queens yeah teenagers and kings yeah whatever you want to be you do you king they also this is piaget but also across theorists are they have an invincibility people invincibility Mm -hmm. (laughs) they have a vince von yep (laughs) they have invincible i cannot (laughs) i invincibility fable got it got it nailed it can't be hurt yeah, they do. Nothing they can, do can anything hurt me as bad everything. as Becky hurt me. They they engage in high risk behaviors, including kissing, pr- promiscuous sex, <gasps> keep it clean, dry fast. They do drugs. Listen to rock and roll. They sag their They're pants. They're out of control. So these that's, kids out here running them street. I don't. I don't know the the number. Of, I, I saw a study, but I don't remember the number of kids who engage in like really high risk behaviors in adolescence. I, I want to say I was one of those. I was not. You wanted to be though. I did. You just didn't have access to. I didn't have access to anything. <laughs> I was just so isolated. There was no opportunity, which is why I like drank myself into oblivion in college. So. That's the danger though, and when, when you don't start early and like yeah. ease your way in, you're like, you get to college and you just dive in yeah 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 i mean i kind of did it all does anyone i started hard i continued hard yeah you know you came out the gate fast now i really can't drink at all or like i I don't like staying awake past 10 or you know i'm like yeah you can barely get through a full molly tablet full pendulum swing so that's uh that's been drug corner that's 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 piag piglet yeah a little piglet (laughs) that's piaget i I, I think I was either at a talk or I was reading something. I was listening to a talk mm-hmm. about the neurology of a, a teenager's brain. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about that. They, this is a really quick anecdote okay. or an antidote. They <laughs> were saying that by the time you're a teenager, your brain's completely formed, but the connections between the parts is not that well formed anymore, but not that well formed yet. Yeah. And so the problem is that when you're a teenager, you 
you do stuff and you're very impulsive because your frontal lobe, which is yes, in charge of true. your brakes and telling this you not true. to do stuff, it's it's on and it's working and you know not to do it, but it takes so long for the, your message to not do it to come through Yeah, that by the time your brain's finally like, oh yeah, by the way, you shouldn't be doing that. You've already like thrown that rock through a window. Yeah. And then your parents were like, why'd you do that? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. But they don't know because they're brain damaged. They're not brain damaged. They're brain it under... It looks like they're brain damaged. They're brain underdeveloped. That's what the neurologist said. They look like they're brain damaged. Well, and they've extended what used to happen by the time you were 20 now has like been extended later because of our develop our lifespan has increased so much. So now like the theory is that you get to age 25 before you fully developed your frontal lobe. Interesting fact, when you're born. When was I born? When you are born. Oh. Yeah, when were you born? Let's talk 1986. <laughs> In 1986, it was like 2.05 in the afternoon. My dad almost missed the birth because he was watching Days of Our Lives. Did he watch Days of Our Lives every day? He still does. No, he doesn't. Is this still on? <laughs> My did. entire childhood when I lived at home, he watched it daily. Really? Yeah, he loved it. I mean, even at the fire station. <laughs> yeah. It's like, guys, it's time for Days of Our Lives. Cool. Well, um, when you were born, your brain weighed 80% less than what it weighs. Well, 80% less? Yeah, than what it weighs now. My brain's gotten smaller? No. Your, your brain has grown by 80 since since you were born. It was tw Okay, so when you were born, it was 20% of what it is now. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Okay. So it what let's say it weighed like i don't know a pound which it didn't now it weighs 80 percent more than a pound 1.8 pounds that's not true that's not true math my head weighs nine pounds the human head weighs 10 pounds where's that kid johnny jonathan lipniski yeah nick simpski i want to see a buddy comedy with him and the kid that played fogel i don't know but he had a big head he did his head weighed 13 pounds <laughs> all right so at age 16 your brain reaches its full adult weight 16? Yeah. That's good. Then you're riding pretty for about 14 years. And then by age 30, you start your brain starts to gradually sink. S sink? Shrink? <laughs> yeah, my brain is about mid-neck. <laughs> shrink. 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 Sounds shrink, about shrink. right. Yeah. Is so it, you have like the best brain. Is it losing strength. volume? Yeah, it's losing my myelination and neurons. Where's it going? Just toxins. Am I peeing it out? It's the toxins that you have to get rid of. I don't know. It it's it's it just your body gets rid of stuff. Oh, that's stupid. Maybe it's unnecessary. Maybe it's unneeded. No, it's. I mean, it's needed. Maybe my my <laughs> brain's needed. my brain's doing a Marie Kondo thing. That's why. Like this. That's why you start to like lose. Like your vision gets worse usually in your forties, thirties, forties. This episode is making me sad. Yeah. No. It's, there's nothing good about what I'm about to say. Oh good. You start losing your hearing. You start losing your motor abilities. You're not as coordinated. It's been going since I was 16. Yeah. No. I mean, 16 to 30 is like your prime brain years. Mm -hmm. And then after that, real tank. <laughs> Yeah. Although you're okay, like 30 to 60, you're like kind of doing all right. And then 60, whoa, you really dive off the cliff. So we got some good years ahead of There's us. There's things you can do to keep your brain good, though. Sure. So running is good for your brain. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul. Yeah, too. it is. It is. One of the things I want to say, we're moving on from Pia Piglet, Piaget. I'm sure he would hate to be called Piglet. <laughs> um, he, he was a little porker, though. <laughs> So one of the things I want to say about the physical maturation process mm -hmm. 
Our, how our bodies respond in adolescence? Mm-hmm. Right. How our, our bodies respond. Our muscles get big? Well, in 10 to 15, usually average, um, secondary sexual characteristics appear. Testes. Pubies. I was going to say that. Honkers. <laughs> say that. Um, wispy mustaches. Yes. And knuckle hair. <laughs> knuckle hair is way later. <laughs> Not for some boys. You're laughing with an intensity that I can see in your nostrils. Okay. Okay. So, so anyways, you're 16. No, 10 to 15. You're 10 year old, pamphlet of pubes, glove full of knuckle hair, walking down the street, not be need. I can't get through. Then this. what happens? Well, you also like you're you go through like rapid growth. This depends by you know individual, but you go through like really rapid growth up till age 10. 10 mm-hmm. like you i mean if you think about yourself as like a two-year-old to a 10-year-old you grow it's like huge. feet like many feet yeah M- many feet that's already plural and then like you don't gain that much footage in the rest of your life you know like that's the peak growth yeah it's always very bizarre though when people like do have those leaps like you'll see that like in college sports where there's a there's a kid who was a like a high school junior and he was six feet and then he's a high school senior now he's like six eight it's yeah it doesn't happen a lot but when it happens it's like what happened Mm -hmm. who's that kid eating yeah so 10 to 15 years we just cover cover that growth of body middle adolescence 14 to 17 years secondary sexual characteristics advance you've reached about 95 percent of adult growth in your penis (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you whispered that part and then usually by 16 to 19 years you're physically mature and that's kind of how you're going to stay what do you know about Physical maturation in adolescence and difference between gender. I know that girls start earlier Mm -hmm. and boys have the penis. (laughs) And I know that, um, yeah, that's it. So we had to learn this for our licensing exam as well, but you probably forgot about it. Mm -hmm. When girls develop earlier, so 11 to 12 year old girls typically are starting to have those secondary sex characteristics that's average i said 10 to 15 but it's really 11 to 12 for girls when they start developing earlier than that like they start getting all chest bumps little boobies yeah on their chest when they start earlier than 11 to 12 it's associated with issues like sexual promiscuity and Mm. well yeah you have a you have a car that you're you're not old enough to be driving yet well no, I don't even mean that. I mean, later on, it's associated with sexual promiscuity. So it's like mm. it causes like self-esteem issues. Early development in girls causes self-esteem issues, causes a lot of like self-doubt and yeah. leads to later on more drug use and more. Um, well, I would imagine it like it warps what you're basing your self-esteem on because like you're individualized at that age because of your body. Mm-hmm. And right. so that's right. like the foundation. Mm-hmm. Like I was individualized because of my body at that age because I had a very advanced weight. <laughs> and still I get self-esteem from that because me and one girl in my class both had boobs. But the uh, the opposite is true for boys. So boys who develop early have, <laughs> are so cool. are seen as more popular, more athletic, more mature, more advanced in general. And boys who stay young looking are associated more with like issues later yeah. in development. 
because we probably get teased for like being small or like yeah you know immature immaturity blah 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 they're more childlike in terms of memory for adolescence stay with me this is gonna get a little weird after age 50 when people are asked to remember their lives people can think of the most the the most experiences from their adolescence and early adulthood that's where the bulk of our memories are for whatever reason, it could be because of, it could be because of rapid brain development during that time period. It could be because of like, typically that's why people say, "Oh, high school is the best time of my life," or or college was the best time of my life. Usually, that's when you remember the most things that happened. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Not even as you're saying that, it feels like I was in high school for a very long yeah, time. Right. And it feels right. like I was in college for a very long time. And then everything kind of blurred until today. And I was in I was in graduate school for the exact same amount of time as I was college and high school. I was in for four years for all of those. And that feels like it was very like a very small portion of mm-hmm. my life. Like right. it seems like a like a like a stopover. So it's called a reminiscence bump. Ooh. Yeah. Is that what I have in my back? <laughs> No, but I did ask you the other day if it was possible for you to grow another human on your back as a back bump. Would you do it? Yeah. You said, yeah. So I I might be growing a human in that bump. If I am, it stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Can you just say what it is one more time? It's a cyst. But what? It's like has a name. It's a a fatty tumor. What's the name of the cyst? Hank. No, what's the name? It's like a. It's not a polynidal cyst. That's in your butt crack. Okay. What's the one on your back? Sebaceous cyst? I don't. The ganglion cyst was on my wrist. I've had so many different oh cysts. I had a ganglion on my wrist. Oh my god! A on my back. You are my... hot. so hot right now. Uh-huh. Talk slower. Yeah, this. I'm just bumpy. Yeah, you are bumpy. Yeah, it's my X Men power. Yeah. So reminiscence bump. So you know, people think that that was the best time of your life only because that's when they can remember the most. I guess if it's bad, you remember more of the bad though. But there's typically a favorable memory towards that time in your life, even if it was not as great. The last thing I want to say, I think, about mental health, I mean, about adolescence is mental health. Because usually adolescence is a period of just pristine mental health, yeah, right? Usually, usually. Um, no, it's... Um, it's a minefield. It, it really is. I mean, you have bra- you have rapid brain development. Mm-hmm. Just gallons of hormones totally. being dumped on your brain. Yep. It's you're ripe for mental health issues. You have parts of your body you don't want growing, growing, and parts you want to grow, shrinking. Yeah. And that's even if you are your gender identity, you're cisgendered, right? Yeah. So imagine, I mean, that's if you're straight cisgender, right? Yeah. So it's it's already hard. It's already weird and it's already hard. Yeah. But if you're gay or you're... Trans. Yeah. Is non-cisgendered just trans? Or no, I mean, it's... Or it, just non-binary no that's non-binary is neither yeah well that's part of that if you're not cis you don't have to be yeah if you don't identify with the sex that you were born with then it becomes that's actually one of the risk factors so half of all mental health conditions start by the age of 14 cool this is from the who the world health organization Oh, doctor who the band Mm. the who my my, 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 my mental health most cases are undiagnosed and untreated oh yeah definitely we should do another episode later about like manifestations of mental health in adolescence because they can look a lot different than that's a great oh that's yeah we should take a couple disorders and be like adolescence adulthood yeah totally love it love it let's leave it 
Pause Love it. this. Don't leave Let's it. delete this. Start over. <laughs> do that one. So the thing about mental health, though, is that you could be born with a predisposition, right? Yeah. But you you may never develop. Like there are it's latent. Yeah, it's latent, right? So just because you have a lot of depression in your family doesn't mean that you're going to have a child who has depression. They might have a propensity towards depression, but there are a lot of things that can turn it on. Mm -hmm. essentially, right? So we call these risk factors or specific environmental events that can cause it to be more prominent. So there's a lot of risk factors. Um, Some of them are interest. Well, the first one is interesting to me. This is a, these are stressors that happen in adolescence. So lack of autonomy is actually a stressor in adolescence. Yeah. That is a risk factor for mental health issues. So if the child isn't allowed to individuate appropriately, so if they're like, they're very, very strict household where there's not a lot of time or energy put towards exploration of like their individuality. They'll have more difficulty down the road. Pressure to conform. So there's mm. a lot of um, there's a lot of like conformity peer pressure in adolescence. Exploration of sexual identity. Again, going back to that idea of like being straight versus being gay. If even if you're a straight teenager, it's tricky because like when do you start doing stuff and how and you know what your friends are doing what you're not doing what your friends are saying that they're doing and they're not doing what you think everyone else is doing like all that is tricky and especially you know if you're a girl who even if you're not doing anything there's a perception that you're doing things at an early age that might also really factor into your self-esteem and like Mm -hmm. how people talk about you slut shaming all that stuff yeah whereas again for for boys, that tends to be more of a note of like popularity and yeah, um, high five worthy. Yeah, not belt belt notches. Mm. It's gross. It's gross. There's just gross stuff going on. Yeah, I'm sorry if you're a teenager, it'll I get better. Sorry, it's a, yeah. It gets better. I it promise. does. Get it gets better. way better. Now this is a debatable. Okay. Increased access to technology and media influence. When did that finding get reported? So this was the World Health Organization in 2010. Oh, okay. So even from then to now, yeah. technology's changed so much. And it's hard because it's like, what about that is stressful? We're not entirely sure. I think there's a lot of theories about connectivity between people and like empty versus fulfilling connectedness and having access to seeing lots of people who are living a different and maybe more exciting life than yeah. you are. I feel like with technology, it's it's made the normal uh, social stuff just more ex- extreme. So like bullying online is Mm -hmm. way more extreme, but also like positive uh, social connections also way more extreme. Like there are those whole communities, a lot of people that are non-white cisgendered Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And like, like when I was in high school, like there was no, no way to find that community. Mm -hmm. And even though there was a lot of bullying when I was in high school, it's like, you go home and you don't hear about it. You don't see them. You don't deal with it. Whereas now, like, everything's so much more magnified where mm-hmm. you can go online and get all, like, it's just like, I think it's, everything's louder and more. And not in a bad way. Not even just in a bad way. In a good way, too. But it's different. Cool. Good comment. Thanks. Thanks for interjecting. Sorry. Just really quickly, the other things that can yeah. be stressful. You wear them off. Increased risk to mental health issues, quality of home life, relationships with parents, relationships with siblings, relationships with peers, um, socioeconomic status and trauma exposure to or lack of exposure to. Lack of exposure to trauma? Well, like if you're not exposed to trauma, you're less likely to be stressed. Oh, oh. Yeah. I, I, in a weird way, I thought you were like... 
Which, I mean, might also be a risk factor if you're just completely so in a bubble. There's no stressful, aversive experiences. Why in a bubble? There is, and this is maybe like too off topic, but there is research looking at uh, the inoculation theory of adversive events where having and successfully overcoming stressors earlier on makes you much more resilient later on. And so it's not saying like, hey, go get your kid abducted. But within reason, like like stressors within reason. I, I know. I mean, there there is research showing that if you're like assaulted as a child, oh God, this and, seems like uh, something we need to explore further. Yeah, it's I'm, a yeah. weird like. Yeah, it's not a tangent. I mean, it is a tangent, but it's also like I'm. I don't have the backing, the knowledge backing right. science right now to. Yeah, to, it, it's controversial to, though because the the people that have the research that talk about that also don't talk. They don't explain it well. Because they, they say it like, it's a good thing if your kid got molested, because then if they're traumatized later, they're going to be able to handle it better, which is not really what they're saying. They're saying... Like it builds resilience. Yes. But, but, and that's what it is. Like if you have a, a stressor and you build that resilience, you're much more likely to be able to proactively use that same resilience later on in life. I don't know. It can also go really wrong. Yeah. But if you don't cope with the first one, the other ones are going to be much more difficult. If you cope well, but we'll talk about this later. We'll talk mm-hmm. about this in the car. <laughs> i i didn't get into it but there are other developmental psychologists who talk about adolescence freud and freud talks about um psychosexual development and erickson talks about personality development i like the erickson one maybe which should... is why it's funny which is why when i said it i think you said when i asked you who who were the, who the big guy was you said erickson because you're a personalities guy yeah and, and that... i'm a cognitive more yes. person I like the, the theories Erickson has because he lays it out as a series of conflicts. Yep. And so it's not even like you, like with Piaget, it's like you you will you will get here and you'll do it. Whereas at Erickson, it's like these are the, you're always going to be in this battle mm-hmm. and you're always going to get out of the battle. It just depends on which way you choose to come out of it. And we'll visit that, we'll visit yeah, that another time. Yeah. We'll visit that another time. All right. Anything else? What is, that's all I got for that today. Good. I liked it. Did you? I had fun. I, um, I actually, like I said, when I started diving into some of the stuff, I was like, oh yeah, I, I forget. I like talking about this stuff. Yeah. I just don't do a lot of adolescent stuff normally, I yeah. guess. I mean, I work with besides, yeah. Except besides for all day, every day. Besides directly giving them therapy. I yeah. mean, I just I really think about barely it. Barely do it. No, it is good because sometimes I think we, mistake adolescence for smaller adults or like which is, yeah with or we but do. like there's so much going on during that time period that's like, they, the, uh, unfortunately they also get treated like that in psychiatry yeah like, they do. the medication they're, right. they're right, prescribed right, right, right. is typically just adult medication just in the shape of a flintstone animal i'd like to do a specific episode this is my my request i'm a listener too okay me too um i want to do an episode on when your political beliefs start to form oh yeah we should do that yeah the, this whole climate I'll look into that. Oh, good. Yeah, because of the Swedish Greta yeah. girl. Um, she's awesome. Maybe, she, maybe she'll come on. She's doing she's doing a lot of good stuff. She was on Democracy Now. Amy Goodman, Democracy Now, War and Peace Report. And I'm Juan Gonzalez. She was talking to Greta, and <laughs> she asked her, how do, how do you pronounce your name? She, she's, and she was like, oh, I, I, see, I hear it in different ways and this. And it's like, from you, how do we say it? And this little girl's like... There is no wrong way to say my name. It's just a name. And mm. just as long as you're talking to me, it's okay. But it's Greta. <laughs> it, was, it was like this very sweet, like, I, I'm not upset if you say it wrong. Aww. But also, here's the answer to it. Hmm. Hmm. She, has a, she has a breath of fresh air, that one. I know. She Unless really you're a Republican. Is. Yeah. Then she is a mouthy little bee. Yeah. She. Yeah. No, absolutely. 
Yeah. My dad goes, do you hear that 10 year old talking about climate change? I was like, well, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Republicans will stand for the anthem and not much else. Baby with a show though, we're reaching across the aisle. We are. I more mean, I I don't want to generalize extremes. Yeah. Okay. What do you have that you're excited about? In my life, we're gonna do some hammock, hammock we're time. Hammock, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, we're gonna. I got a hammock. Mike has a hammock. We're gonna mm-hmm. do some hammocking. Yeah, what do you, what are you excited about? Hammocking. Hammocking. Mm-hmm. Hammock or schlummer. John Hammock. Oh, I would be excited about John Ham on a hammock. <laughs> he should do a YouTube show called Ham on Hammock. Hammocking ham. Totally. Yeah. We'll get our our people to get with his people yeah to talk about if he has people what else is exciting i've been really wanting to try to drive a motorcycle lately i've been wanting to get a new car i know we have to figure out how to afford it and um that's what i got going in my life (laughs) such a down note i know well love you you. Bye. bye I mean, once they're yours, they, you can shit all over them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say shit. Cut, cut that out. Cut that out. Anyways, thanks.